Welcome to Nathan's School of Thought. I'm Nathan Walker, Global Performance Coach, here to share principles gleaned from decades of teaching, training, and coaching on four continents. Whether you're a senior executive, salesperson, new parent, military leader, artist, musician, head of a nonprofit, or a student, it doesn't matter who you are, only who you can become. Join me each week to have your brain flipped upside down as we move together toward a happier, healthier, and much more productive life. Hello, my friends. As I have trained and coached around the world, I've always been fascinated by the way people think, because it's very different. I've trained engineers and artists. I've worked with musicians and with programmers, and the way they think is very different. This whole left versus right brain thinking kind of thing has been a source of endless fascination to me. Now, I know that there are very few situations where we're, you know, strictly right or left brain, and I know that it's not hemispherically divided just like that. But the way we operate is influenced greatly by whether it primarily originates on the left or the right side. And I would see it all the time in the work that I did. At one point, I was working with a group of engineers and helping them understand a creation called an association map. This is something that I spent years creating and that has been really helpful in workshops that I've done. And one of the criteria or one of the rules in this association map is that any lines that are drawn must be curved lines. In this group of 17 engineers, it was like pulling teeth to get them to connect things with curved lines. It was actually pretty amusing. They would draw a straight line and I would walk past and point to it and say, curved lines. And they would do the whole thing where you bite your tongue while you're erasing the line. It was funny to watch. When I was working with artists and musicians, with actors and performers, then it was the other way around. Straight lines were difficult to do and curved lines were a natural thing. We'll have to talk about that more. Maybe I'll uh, do a giveaway of a course on association maps. As we consider differences in thinking and differences in approach, I was reminded of the words of Daniel Pink in a book he wrote called A Whole New Mind, Why Right-Brainers Will Rule the Future. He said, the future belongs to a very different kind of person with a very different kind of mind. Creators and empathizers Pattern Recognizers and Meaning Makers Now, patterns, imagination, vivid visualization, those types of things are not limited to right-brainers. But the idea of the tortured artist has been around for a long time for a reason. As part of my coaching practice, I will usually begin with a baseline. This baseline is an assessment that is given to each prospective client. And in this assessment, we identify patterns of thought that are getting in their way. This assessment takes maybe 10 or 15 minutes to complete and is unbelievably accurate. Now, when we're living in balance, when our strengths and our ideas and our passions and our future are balanced in our minds, then our goals and dreams are often intentional. We are disciplined in our approach. We are passionate about the outcome and we have a good idea where we're going and how to get there. We're consistent in what we do. There are risks, however, to this balance. One is sort of resignation or apathy, giving up on life, 
and under-focusing on this to the point that we kind of sit on the couch and wish our life had been different. The other risk is the misapplication of a spiritual gift. The misapplication of an ability to visualize, imagine, and see patterns that weren't seen by anyone else is a fantastic thing, but can often push itself into the realm of fantastical thinking. Living outside the now and wasting time in a mindless environment, the fantasy portion of fantastical thinking is one risk. The second way this shows up and shows up often is in addiction. Sadly, addiction is the common lot of many with these kinds of ideas. Anxious to make their future happen more quickly, or seeking to escape the difficulty they now face. People often lose themselves in addiction, and it really doesn't matter what kind it is. The third is catastrophizing. It's a belief that there is no escape that what is to come is probably disastrous. The great thinker Leo Buscalia said, Worry never robs tomorrow of its sorrow. It only saps today of its joy. Catastrophizing is a disastrous and unbalanced way to exercise this gift of imaginative and immediate visualization. Catastrophizing might show up as something like, We're going to run out of money. I just know things are going to get bad. Or you might listen to the news or read something on social media and know that world is coming apart. There's no way our kids can have a good life. Catastrophizing might take the form of having failed a test and assigning the meaning. This means I'll never get into college and I'll never graduate and I'll never have a good job and I'll never. And we can project far into the future and it's all disaster. Catastrophizing almost always results in extremes. Catastrophizing is often and closely associated with depression, addiction, anxiety, and OCD. Catastrophizing has even been shown to create depression. Vivid visualization, finding new patterns, imaginative and inventive thinking are wonderful gifts. Misapplied in fantasy time-wasting, addiction, and catastrophizing, they are really the portal to hell instead of the doorway to heaven. Imagine your life 10 years from now if you wade deeply into any of these things, fantasy, addiction, or catastrophizing. Picture it for a moment. Don't stay on it too long. That is not a happy place to be. Breaking the pattern of believing the worst is yet to come is vitally important and can be done once you recognize that it's happening. The first thing I would do is remember that this pattern is often an indication of a gift. The gift of vivid visualization, of visionary thinking, of pattern recognition and pattern making, of inventiveness, of empathy, of emotional intelligence, of right brain creative thinking. Don't resent the gift. Just avoid the pitfalls. Here are some things you can do to make sure that you decide how to use this gift of vivid visualization. Number one, if you struggle with the dark side of this gift of vivid visualization, 
May I suggest you get professional help? Don't try and do this alone. If you find yourself caught up in apathetic fantasy, or in addiction, or in catastrophizing, find somebody who can help you. Number two, create goals that you're passionate about. Make sure that your dreams are big enough. For people with these kinds of abilities, often the dreams are too small. We can find ourselves uninspired by small dreams and unlikely to do the work required to get us there. When the dreams are big, when we are passionate enough about them, nothing will stand in our way and we'll find ourselves ready to embrace the structure that gets us where we need to be. Number three, focus on your strengths. Spending a great deal of your time trying to get good at something that you stink at is not a good use of your time. Focusing on your strengths is more likely to get you where you want to go. If, for example, and you artists and musicians, you know who I'm talking about, if you have trouble with structure, if doing your taxes or trying to manage your finances is something that you just can't get good at, stop wasting your time on it. Hire somebody. There are people who love it and can do it. I don't understand those people. I can't imagine that they actually exist, but they do. Pay somebody and get on with your life. Focus on the things that you're good at. Strengthen your strengths. And find somebody else to help you compensate for those areas where you are weak. Number four. Deliberately, religiously, change the meaning you assign to the experiences of your life. Practice identifying miracles, large and small. Gather less evidence of failure and more evidence of success, less of fear, and more of faith and anticipation, less of monsters, and more of miracles. You will find what you're looking for. Vividly imagine your life, having overcome and retaining the gift, this gift of vivid visualization, of art and beauty, of patterns, imagination, and new ways of thinking, of invention and vision. Retain the gift, overcome the risk, and your life will be a version of heaven. As always, if I can help you with any of this, go to natewalkercoaching.com, find the contact link, and in the comments section, talk to me a little bit about what you want to accomplish. If you'd like, I'll schedule a call with you free of charge, and we'll talk about how I might help. We'll talk again soon.